Hi, folks. I'm Chris Daly. And tonight, as usual, we bring you great Jamaicans doing great life-changing things. And we do have another great person. He's Dr. Courtney Koch. He's the medical director of radiation oncology at Advocate Sherman Hospital in Elgin, Illinois. Dr. Koch spent his formative years on the citrus and sugarcane plantation in Clarendon, where he was raised by his grandparents. He migrated here. He obtained his eighth degree in biology at the University of Chicago and his doctorate in medicine at Washington University in St. Louis. Dr. Cole completed his residency in radiation oncology at McGill University in Montreal, Canada, and is a board-certified oncologist on the American Board of Radiation Oncology. He has much more to say than about his career in medicine. And to tease that out of him this evening is my co-host, Janice. Janice, take it away. Thanks, Chris. Dr. Koch, it it's a pleasure to have you here this evening. So tell us a little bit about your Jamaican roots. Well, um, as you mentioned, I grew up in, um, in Clarendon, um, I was raised by my grandparents, Cicely and Robert Morris. It's a very typical Jamaican story, I would say, where um, Jamaicans um, very um, uh, looking for good opportunities in life and looking to move ahead in life, um, move to either the United Kingdom or Canada or United States. So. When my parents moved to the United States, um, my, um, they put me under the care of my grandparents, who were farmers, very successful farmers. And it's um, those initial nine years that I spent with them, I said, I would think provided the foundation for the rest of my life. Um, because I think it's those formative years that one learns the value of community the, um, one gains one identity, one gains confidence, and one gains sense of self. And even though they, neither of them had beyond a fifth grade education, they vowed education so much, um, so, so much. So um, they, I worked on the farm um, uh, to a certain degree, but my, my major, they made it very clear to me <laughs> that the education component of it was, it was key. Um, I remember once my grandmother, um, um, I came to her one day and I said, you know, my Spanish teacher wants me to get a um, Spanish dictionary because I was learning Spanish. I went to Glenmuir. And um, she said, okay. And this is in, 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 in the 1970s in Clarendon. So to get that dictionary, it, it, it involved her telling Miss Joyce to tell somebody else who was going to Kingston to go to Sanctuary's bookstore. This is a whole thing. That was on a Tuesday. Wow, like an old, on, uh, an, an all day thing. Unlike it was, now, but, it's just two clicks yeah, in, on Amazon and you've got that dictionary. So, with what exactly. education that motivated your immigration to the U.S. and it was it was education and, like and opportunity. But I would say mm. by, that was on Tuesday. By that Friday, that dictionary was on my bed. Nah, yeah. So, so it made um, it very clear the importance of education. But yes, it was education and opportunity that um, caused me to migrate to the United States. 
Yeah. Medicine is a profession that demands discipline and dedication. Um, what motivated your choice of that profession? Was it the farming where you had discipline and I guess you have to get into a routine, I'm assuming. I didn't grow up in a farm. <laughs> I think it was a combination of different aspects of my upbringing and uh, me always, I think, having a very strong sense of self um, mm -hmm. and knowing who I was as a person and a respect of myself as a person. And that, I think, also comes from a, a, an upbringing in a rural setting raised by farmers who, um, yeah, all all the fluff in life is kind of removed when you're in that environment. So, yes, I, I yeah. think it was that. And 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 they are they're needed. Farmers people don't seem to realize that the importance of farmers. But we're all gonna have to eat every day, and um, right. unfortunately, a lot of people aren't putting a lot of stock in there. But we do need farmers because um, the economist Jim Rogers he even stated that the future millionaires they're gonna be mm -hmm. farmers because right, right. in Jamaica. In, in Jamaica right now, I think it's like 5% farming in the U.S. And, and so you and I are both in Illinois. The average age for a farmer is 55 years old. So mm -hmm. you, <laughs> we need a new crop of farmers. But what gem right. would you share to beta slate um, some young person in their career choice? Farming could be one of it. <laughs> but we also <laughs> like doctors. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the agri and the agricultural um, upbringing that I had was not just a financial part of things. It, it was the principles that I learned about respect of land, respect of self, respect of community, needing the community to help you to raise your crops. Um, I think that was a very important part of my upbringing. Um, in terms of types of things to tell um, uh, younger um Jamaicans. It really depends on who you're who you're talking to, I would say. Mm -hmm. I think because this is geared towards a diaspora audience, um, mm -hmm. I am a very practical person. So I believe that um one has to really combine um what what you are as a person and get to know yourself as a person. Um, but also what you what what those around you are going to be requiring of you. I know we live in an age where, um, like uh, things like self-expression, um, um, individual passions are being pushed forward. You know, and de delayed gratification is 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 kind of a bad a bad word. But I mean, I really think you have to marry those. You have to know who you are as a person. But also, if you're living in an environment like in the United States, where unlike Jamaica, all the, everything is not familiar to you. You know, when you go to Jamaica, the sights and the smells and the sounds and everything is familiar to you. There's nothing foreign, mm -hmm. you know. I think you really have to get to know that here and get to know yourself and know what, what and marry your sense of self with what is around you. For oh, me, that yeah. is very, very and, and, important, regardless, regardless of what you're going to go into. You know, you really have to have a very strong sense of self. Right. That is that is true and it's so important when you have um you're nurtured by the the people the parents who want to be there and want to put that 
that time into you, you know? And giving back yeah. seems to be part of your DNA. What motivates such generosity? Well, I think it's my, my sense that I'm part of a global community, um, that, mm-hmm. um, and also my sense that, you know, without my Jamaican heritage and without the upbringing from my grandparents um, and my extended family, um, without the sacrifices that were made by my mother, by my, um, my aunt, who's my second mother, um, and all my, my, my family, I would not be where I am. And also my, um, the importance of my Jamaican roots. So knowing that and having an appreciation for that forces me, I think, pushes me forward to, 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 to want to give back um, in that sense, not only in Jamaica, but, you know, but, but also here in Chicago where I am doing work yeah. um, for, for, the, um, for the homeless and underserved. I participate in that mm-hmm. through my church. So this is all coming That's back right. to my um, upbringing. Yes, and you're involved with the Lions Club and um, initiative in Jamaica. And for those of you who don't know what the Lions Club is, and it, they have chapters here in Illinois, and of course you, you're involved with the one in Jamaica. What made this project special for you? So I became involved with the Lions Club through one of the community members in the Southfield area. Her name is Joy Keane, and. Um, she, um, so there were two projects that are involved with the Lions Club. One was a medical mission project um, two years ago where myself and uh, three other healthcare providers um, came down and we saw about 300 patients in two days nice. um, with mostly um, breast cancer and prostate cancer and breast and prostate cancer education. And we also held a general clinic. That was one thing that mm-hmm. we collaborated with the Lions Club. The other collaboration was four years ago. Um, my daughters um, came up with the idea with some friends of theirs that were there of doing a, a, um, a camp, a summer camp, an arts camp for, um, for young um, students in the area between the ages of 6 and 11. And the Lions Club allowed us to use you know, their facilities and provided some, some help with that. Um, and it was through that camp that we then catapulted to 2020, where um, the group that I'm part of, this nonprofit work collective, hosted a virtual camp also in the same area. I see. So the acronym WHERE is used to capture the essence of the initiative. Help us understand more. The WHERE collective stands for the Wattle and Red Earth Collective. And the acronym came comes out of our desire to preserve the arts and the built heritage in the southern part of Jamaica, southeast, southeast St. Elizabeth to be specific, because there's some very unique structures in that area. There's some very unique techniques of building, techniques of art that are being lost. And we feel that by preserving these, we're preserving Jamaican identity and the uniqueness of that area. Mm-hmm. So that is the goal, yeah. and that is what Where Collective stands for. Yeah. And you have a film about that? So um, mm-hmm. we ha- have a gem of a film called the Rockstone and Fire. It was released in uh, March of 2019, last year. 
and um, I'd, I'd say it's a very good acclaim. It, it, it chronicles the building of one of these Spanish wall structures, Spanish wall mm-hmm. being that it was made from stone and earth. So this is in a time period, in the post-emancipation period, when um, a lot of people didn't have a lot. You know, they were just um, trying to get by in life and trying to carve out a life for themselves. So they used the mm-hmm. dirt that they're farming, the same dirt that they're farming, to build homes and to okay. and to put food on their table. So that's what the film is showing. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. But, you know, I was curious. If you said that it was Spanish, was that because of the Jamaican-Spanish well. influence? And I was wondering, like in the in like Spanish Caribbean, do they do the do they do the same model as well, or? No, the name Spanish Wall came from the fact that it was built around the time. Um, it started around the time that the Spanish came to Jamaica, and was mm-hmm. carried through to when the British colonized Jamaica. And so, when the British came and saw it, they called it Spanish Wall. But it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual, with Spain or Spanish, this was built around that time. And they're very, they're very old. Um, it involves, um, I don't know if you've heard of a lime kiln, it burns, you know, burning these, these limestones to, I think, 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to powder mm-hmm. and then using that powder to build the homes. I see. It's, it's, it's interesting. It would be curious to know if, if that influence occurred in other Caribbean islands where there was a Spanish origin or Spanish influence. The art has been emphasized in the summer enrichment camp. Help us to understand the goal of this camp. So the goal of this camp was um, was taken, um, the influence of this camp, excuse me, was taken from the camp that was held two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We, the, the Ware Collective, um, looked at two things. We looked at the necessity of um, highlighting the, the, the built heritage of Jamaica, but also in this um, era of the coronavirus, we um, felt we should do our best to use the tools that we have as a nonprofit organization to um, bring some means of education to students in that mm-hmm. area. So we this, this was an, a, a virtual camp. It was held through WhatsApp because I that was the, the, the you know people didn't have access to Zoom and you know Google um, and to Microsoft Teams and things like that. So it was done through WhatsApp. And so the goal was to allow the children. There was 18 children and four four teachers to um, to learn from um, a linguist was one of the teachers. From a, and, uh, a teacher, the Edna, Edna Manley School of Art was one of the teachers. Um, some of these mm-hmm. um, local techniques, um, and also to to learn the crafts of the area. Um, we hosted a writing contest um, that they competed in. Um, there was a contest where you had to build a sample Spanish wall house, those types of things. And then we raised um, close to three thousand dollars, which isn't a lot. We, we were a lot of people donated their time, but with that money, we did so much, so so much, and it was very very well received. 
Um, nice. So just to bring arts back into into the community, bring heritage back into the community at a time that was they were so bereft of any type of education. Yes, and and, um, and the youth definitely need art. I mean, adults need art too, but I think um, in your formative years, there has to be an outlet to expand your creativity for right. sure, for sure, you know? And I, com- of course, I completely how can agree. This- yeah. So how can someone in diaspora get involved and support this, these initiatives? Well, we we have a website. Um, it's um, thewarecollective.com, so T-H-E-W-A-R-E, collective, C-O-L-L-E-T-I-V, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com, thewarecollective.com, um, which gives information about our um, group. We have a GoFundMe site as we're, we're trying to start to raise money for next year's camp. We're also mm, um, nice. on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at wattleredders. That's at wattleredders. Um, so through those means, um, but if they go to your are, if, if they go to your website, you you have a link of that, right? Yes, we do. There's, your, there's information. All your your social media is on your website. Um, the GoFundMe link is on the website as is information, but the Instagram handle is at waddleredder, and there should be information oh, okay. about that on the website also. Okay, that's that'll be good. That is good. You know, as a doctor, you know that this month of October, at least in the U.S., because I'm not sure how this is an international podcast, but in the U.S., um, this month is, this month, um, there's a heightened awareness about the disease of cancer. Um, October is Breast Cancer Month. You know, can you share a snapshot on how this disease is impacting the Jamaica country? I mean, you know, I was just curious. Do they have breast cancer months in Jamaica? They do. Um, if you go to the Jamaica uh-huh. Cancer Society website, they have a lot of information on breast cancer awareness. But is it October? You know, like how yes, you know, like is. how this month in the U.S., you know, you'll see you'll just see a lot of pink ribbons all over the place. I don't know if that's something that they do in Jamaica. Yes, it is. It, it, is, it, it oh. is partnered with Jamaica and Canada. Um, so this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month in Jamaica, and Jamaica Cancer Society mm. has a lot of information on their site um, mm. about breast cancer awareness prevention and some um, services that may be offered for people that want uh, mammograms, for example. So I would... Um, to answer your question, I mean, we know their their breast cancer is the um, leading cancer cause of death in Jamaica for women, um, mm. for um, for men it's prostate cancer. Um, we know that one of the things that um, helps to decrease or mitigate um, breast cancer death, as we have seen in the United States, is um, early detection, and early detection comes in the form of self breast examination and mammograms. Um, if you have a family history of breast cancer, you should start having your mammograms at age 45. And family history means like you have a mother a um, or a father, because men can also develop breast cancer, um, mm-hmm. a sister, um, or first-degree relative. Um, so if you have anyone like that with breast cancer, you should start at age 45. If you don't, mm. then you start your first mammogram at age 50. 
Okay, so what are some of the things we can do to impact the march of this disease? Um, I like the things that you mentioned. Were there there anything else, herbs, supplements, or anything? um, One of the things that really um, affects the morbidity and mortality from cancer is access to care. So we see that not only in... Um, we see it all over the world. So wherever there is poor access to care, such as where I am here in Chicago and the south side of Chicago, west side of Chicago, um, or other areas that have um, uh, not the access to care as they should have, um, or in places like Jamaica where there's um, certain parts of the island that have poor access to care, that is a leading mm-hmm. driver for, 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 for yes. death due to cancer. So it's to, um, I would say, uh, to try to maybe go on the Jamaica Cancer Society website and get information, you know, if you could donate $10, $15 to them. Because they used to have these mobile units that would go around and do mammograms, and those are becoming less and less um, available because of funding. Really? You mean even though the roads are getting better, the mobile, the mobile vans aren't, aren't being utilized? Well, it well it takes technology to have those units up and running. You have to have the money to, yeah. to drive the vehicle around. You have to have people that to volunteer their times to read the mammograms, yeah. to do the mammograms. It's 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 a big big endeavor. Yes, it is true. So, in closing, do you have any gems to share? Um, I would say the biggest gem that I have to share comes from a fellow Jamaican, um, Marcus Garvey. Um, and something that I've, I've thought about and I have, you know, close to my heart, and we even quoted it in our film, um, and it's a people without knowledge of their past, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. Very true, very true. So we do have some Jamaican trivia for you. Bob Marley or Protégé? These are some hard ones. Wow. So, gotta, so you're, well, you're, yeah. asking, you're asking for my for my preference, or what is what is? Yes, yes, yes. Pick one. Rob Marley or Protege? Always, always go with Bob. Bob, okay. Miss Lou or Muta Baruka? Miss Lou or Muta Baruka? Boy, I I'm liking Muta Baruka you know, because he has this. Um, he's very involved in uh, in, in Jamaican language. And patois mm-hmm. and, and, and standardizing it. So mutabaruka, yes. Okay. And gizada or drops? Uh, gizada. Okay. Gizada. I'm a drop person. You're, you're like okay, so <laughs> I'm a drop person. <laughs> you li- okay. You like you like um, you like so. your ginger. Yes. I do. So, of course, you know, Jamaican ginger is like the best in the world. (laughs) So, to learn more about Jamaican Diaspora, visit JamaicanDiaspora.com. To learn more about Chris Daly, visit Digital to Grow. That's the number two. So, Digital to Grow. And to learn about Dr. Courtney um, Coke and all the Wear Collective, 
visit thewearcollective.com. Dr. Cook, we really enjoyed spending some time with you. Bye now. My pleasure. Thank you.